mic check one two one two. It's yours truly, Moose Harris, and you're locked into another episode of Metaphor Moose, where I'll just come with a thought process and we'll just journey down the analytical and lyrical rabbit hole on that certain subject and situation. Um, what we got here, I think I got me a nice little one here. You know, I spent a lot of time driving from place to place, dealing with some of the things that I deal with broadcast media and the entertainment industry and the like. And, you know, it gives me plenty of time in my hands to um, come up with stuff and rabbit hole in my own mind to myself. So let me share one of those things to you. I spent some time on my way to New Orleans here going in my head the history of movies, superhero movies reference towards the DC Universe and the Marvel Universe. Now, I think it's fairly common knowledge, and I think the general sentiment is, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the general sentiment is, is that Marvel has done a much better job overall over the years in producing movies out of Hollywood versus DC. Okay, I think that the combination the years of, of what Marvel has done from Iron Man to Spider-Man to X-Men to um, on and on and on and, and the place they're going, Black Panther, you know, has put Marvel ahead by what you might dare say is a landslide in comparison to you know, your Superman movies, your Batman movies, your Wonder Woman movies. You know, not to say that, that DC has just been horrible. It's just that something about, you know, DC movies just haven't been getting the same type of common man eyeball test results from what I've gathered from friends and social media and everything else that the Marvel movies have. So, with that in mind, we know where Marvel is. I want to concentrate more on DC. Not necessarily why DC is behind Marvel in reference to it. That's for another episode, another conversation that I might bring up. You know, what I want to talk about today may be a um, a strike against DC for that other conversation. You know, uh, it, 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 you can take it how you want. I'm, I'm not I'm not necessarily trying to lay an opinion on but I'm just going to give you the information from my own thought process and you go forth with it as you do you know what I'm saying I'm metaphor moves it's the show metaphor moves right I'm here to say that I dare think and believe now hold on let me give you a little bit of background music for the situation right DC subject movies have been in production for over 50 years. Okay. Not going to include a couple of things that I saw in my research that that involved uh, Superman from the 1950s. We're not going to include Superman and the Mole Men from 1951. And we're not. We're, we're just for another whole conversational reason in my mind of what it could be. Not going to include stamp date for Superman 
that was done in conjunction with the U.S. Department of the Treasury in 1954. That that's just another whole possible McCarthyism type conversation. That's for another episode. So you know, remind me about talking about that in the future, and and we can get it done. You feel what I'm saying? I have no problems with that. Um, so in the DC movie universe, the first one that will qualify for this conversation, and the next one that's listed in line for the research I've had would be Batman 1966. Now, if you know, if you know, this is based off of the old campy, you know, Adam West TV show that is such a cult favorite here today, 50 years later, for its campiness and the three cat women that played the role during that brief time, including the, the movie. So shout out to Lee Mayweather, Eartha Kitt, and um, and um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Julie Newmore. Sorry. <laughs> Had a had a brain fart there. My apologies. Feel me? Um, so we start off with that, and we go all the way, basically through. Um, I think it would be Aquaman. Would be the last one on the list. I'm sorry, Joker would be the last thing on the list, right? 2019. So we're going all the way from Batman 1966 to Joker 2019. In contrast, officially, from my research, and I and I could have thought and sworn that maybe there was more of it previous to this time period, but but in the in the rabbit holing research that I did a little bit, it, it only went back eleven years. That's how long uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been out there. Eleven years. So DC had a big time head start, but Marvel seems to have passed them up. But like I said, that's another conversation. I want to concentrate specifically on DC. So DC, since 1966, has been put out all kinds of movies from the DC Extended Universe. And I dare to say that Batman 66 is still a top 10 movie from said DC Extended Universe. Now let's think about this real quick. Alright? From Batman 66 all the way to Joker 2019, I said that there are four categories chronologically sets of movies that have been based upon DCEU, DC Extended Universe characters. What have you. The first group to me includes Batman 66, but goes all the way to 19. Um, 88 reference towards movies. It's your time period in the 80s where the original Superman, Christopher Reeve, got done in uh, 1978. Now you have your Superman series of, of about four movies. Other movies included during this time period was a Swamp Thing movie, Supergirl, and uh, let's see what else we got. We got there. D. Back it up. There it is. Yeah, that's what I said. Swamp Thing and uh, Supergirl to go along with four Superman movies and of course Batman 66. Alright. The next group of movies categorized would be you mostly your Superman era. So you're going to 
going past that to your Batman era. Beginning in 1989 with the return of Swamp Thing. This is where all your 90s Batman movies would be going all the way through to 2004's Catwoman featuring Halle Berry. Right? All right. That includes all your Batmans. Like I said, that's Steel. That includes Steel. I think that's starring Shaquille O'Neal. So on and so forth, you know? The next group of people that would be included in the situation would go from movies from 2005, which would be Constantine, to 2012, which would be The Dark Knight Rises, which would include Green Lantern, Jonah Hex, Watchmen, The Dark Knight, Superman Returns, Batman Begins, and Constantine. And then the last group, which is the modern group of movies, would be everything that's come out from 2013 over to today, which would be Man of Steel, your Wonder Woman, your Batman versus Superman, all the way through to Joker, 2019, as of this here recording. Now, I've just given you a good, decent rundown of the movies that have come out in the DCEU since 1966. The, the bulk majority of them have been coming off and on from 1978 till today. With the outlier from that being Batman in 1966. I dare say that if you take a look at each one of these groups, and I'm going to go backwards here just so we can identify some things. If you had to rank the top 10 DCEU movies of all time, and I just base it on money, you know, let's base it on, on reception more than actual numbers and results. Because generally speaking, those franchises have been basically those franchise movies from 13 to 19 for the most part seem to be, based upon research, about average scores what they're getting, you know. Uh, reviewers are giving them numbers in the 40s and 50s and 60s with only a couple of exceptions. The two exceptions out of the movies that come from 2013 on here to today, three three exceptions I should say in between it would be Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Joker. All those are received high 80s, 90s rankings from um, critics, whether it's, it's the general public or those quote-unquote experts, you know what I'm saying? So, let's say we're going to take those three movies and put that in the list of top ten. Now, I'm not going to rank them. I mean, Joker could be number one. Joker could be number seven. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Wonder Woman could be number one. Wonder Woman could be number ten. Whatever it is, those three movies from the fourth category of DCEU movies are on the list. So, let's go on to the third one. That would be from 2005 to 2012. In my opinion, Constantine is on that list, right? Constantine is on that list. Um, Watchmen may be on that list from from what I remember. And one of these Batmans, which may or may not, you know, off the top of my head, be something might be on the list. So, you know, pick either the Dark Knight, maybe, and, or the Dark Knight Rises, Maybe. I don't think Superman Returns would be on, or maybe Batman Begins. 
take, maybe it's Batman Begins. Let's say we say Constantine and Batman Begins, both done in 2005, right? So you add those two to the list. Watchmen for good measure, I think, because I think it has a still has a cult following these days, 10 years later. So now you have three and three. Now you have six. Your next group of, of ones is going from 1989 to 2004, right? 89 to 2004, definitely the first two Batman movies. Definitely. 89 Batman with Michael Keaton, and then Batman Returns, which had got one of the most iconic wardrobe appearances ever. Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. The the impact on economic spending and 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 cultural sociology has has been <laughs> full-fledged a part of things so much in the last um 27 years or so since that movie has come out. You know, um the impact is great. You know, we're talking about yeah, 25 27 years ago. You know, costume design for for a superhero movie. I mean, really, has there really been any other superhero look that has had as much impact in the last 25 years than uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman? Dare I say, maybe like a Harlequin type situation from from what I've noticed and, and observed of what people have done over the last 20 or so years. Shout out to Circle K for the polar pop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so definitely those first two. And I don't really think there's anything else. Because you're not going to include none of the other Batman stuff. You're not going to include Steel with Shaquille O'Neal. And you're not going to include Catwoman with Halle Berry. Even though her costume contribution is, is duly noted. Just not nearly as high. Not nearly as high as Michelle Pfeiffer for her Catwoman portrayal. I'm saying so. We're gonna take both bat first two Batman movies, Batman and Batman uh, Returns, and add that to the list. Now we're at eight. We're now at eight movies we picked out. We have one category left to go. All right, we have the 78 to 88 crew with the addition of Batman 66. Reference to that, okay. 78 to 88. So we're going to say that two of the four Superman movies with Christopher Reeve, I'd say it's original Superman and then probably either Superman 2 or 3. I don't know which one. You let me know which one you think it is. At Moose underscore Harris on Twitter and Instagram. Anthony B. Daniels on Facebook. You know, you let me know. One of those, there's two out of those three movies that would make the list. All right. And maybe it might actually be only one out of those three might make the list. Realistically. The original Superman, Christopher Reeve, I'd give it a pass to be on the list. One of those two or three, I think general generally people say is better, and in some arguments say it's the best one of the group. Okay, cool. Now, I just gave you, even if you include, you know, two out of those three, that's ten. And we already know that I'm willing 
to hear arguments about two or three of the movies that I've listed in here. You know what I'm saying? Whether or not there needs to be a, a second Superman something up in here. Whether or not there needs to be um, whether or not there needs to be more than two coming from the fourth group. I mean, does, does Wonder Woman hold up to being on the list <laughs> to go with Aquaman and Joker? You know? I dare say that I, even after you take out these movies right here, Alright. I say ones that definitely stay on. The two Batmans in the 90s definitely stay on. I'd say Superman 1 stays on. Definitely. I'd say Aquaman and Joker stay on. That's five. Okay. Let's see. The, the, the two, two Batman, one Superman... Aquaman, Joker. Okay. Now we gonna go ahead and say Wonder Woman. Okay, I can see Wonder Woman staying on. That makes six. Okay. Now you're looking at four slots, and you're looking at uh, another eighty Superman. You're at Constantine, which okay, I'll give Constantine the seventh slot. You have three slots left. You got one Christopher Reeve Superman that would make the list. That that possibly be on the list. You have um, one Batman movie from this decade, maybe two Batman movies from this decade that may make the list. Batman Returns, Dark Knight. Mm. You know, Justice League. Mm. Or you could go with the never-ending, long-lasting cult favorite, Batman 66. I mean, yes, we know Batman 66 ain't making no monies in comparison. We know that Batman 66 isn't getting the awards in comparison to some of these movies. And hell, most of these movies ain't even getting no awards themselves in the DCEU. And that's part of the reason why that other conversation talking about Marvel being ahead of DCEU. I mean, it's not like, you know, the DCEU has a list. I mean, just to say to me that the the iconic aspects of Batman 66 have been felt for 50 years. It made legends out of people who really wasn't known for too much else. I mean, hell, Eartha Kitt... I would dare say, out of everyone involved in the in the Batman TV franchise, the Batman 66 franchise, it's probably Eartha Kitt who's the person who was most well-rounded and known for the most things over the course of time. But everybody else in reference to that franchise was known in their careers basically for that franchise. You know, the other two Catwoman, yes, they had their own dancing and modeling careers or what may have you, but but name something else major that any of the males on the TV Batman series was on. Now, most people can't even name 
the 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 artists, the the actors that played some of the villains. Most can't even do Burt Ward with Robin. Some can't even do Adam West with Batman. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's it's a signature signature acting situation for a group of people. It has it has the same type of if if somebody would have came up with the idea around 19 let's say 1971 72 73 maybe if somebody would have came up with the idea maybe even later maybe like 75 whatever somebody would have came up with the idea to do another Batman movie using the 1966 cast, maybe replacing a couple of people, but having that same basic campiness or whatever before superhero movies really got into spectacle level with Superman in 78, right? And then, you know, you got Star Wars in 77. If they would have made another one, I think TV Batman, Batman 66 could have had a closer to Star Trek like quality to it. Cause look at all the, the the Batman influential things that have happened. No, not all the movies were successful that was come out since 1989. You know, really, and like I said, in the top ten, you 60% of the movies I suggested for the DCEU top ten could be, you know, debated easily off the list Batman 66 is one of them you know I dare say that Batman 66 deserves to be on the DCEU top 10 list of best movies of all time the cultural impact is is, is phenomenal I mean outside of the earlier mentioned Catwoman aspirations, okay? So now, when you're talking about Catwoman looks <laughs> that's being worn, Michelle Pfeiffer is number one. The TV ones are number two. Even with, uh, there's like one, two, three, four main looks of Catwoman that you can base off of TV and movies for the most part. The television one is number two on the list. Michelle Pfeiffer being one. The TV version, I call it the Eartha Kit, would be number two. The, the Halle Berry look would be number three. And the um, the newest one would be number four, in my opinion. So those four looks, from, from what I've observed from people over the last 20 years. You know, so who cares how long it's been on? It's the Star Trek effect. You know, Star Trek was on the air as a TV show roughly, roughly five, maybe five years, if that much. I don't even think it was that long. Then got thrown off. It was like even shorter than that, got thrown off, got called back. Somebody years later decided to make a movie on it. The movie blew up. And now you have seven different Star Trek things that are in a rough timeline. Batman 66 did the exact same thing minus having 
you know, later on movie success. It, it, it got picked up by the cosplayers. It got picked up by the conventioneers. You know, it got picked up by the general public for, for um, Halloween. I mean, DC, like I said, is behind. But I dare say that the first one, the first official one, like I said, I'm not including the ones from the 50s. That's just silly. I say the first one is still in the top 10. Now, what does that say about DC? I don't know. You let me know what that says about DC. But I firmly believe that Batman 66 belongs in the top 10 of DC EU movies all time. Alright, that's basically all I want to say right here. This is yours truly, Moose Harris. This is Metaphor Moose. We done went down another rabbit hole. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to me. At Moose underscore Harris on Twitter and Instagram. Anthony B. Dance is the personal Facebook page. Moose Harris page. Don't forget my music radio shows, Urban Flow Stars and The Grapevine. So, I'll see y'all later. Till the next time. One love. I'm out of here. Peace.